This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. Hey, listeners, it's Phil Mackey. We're talking Minnesota sports five days a week on Mackey and Judd with Rami, available on Apple, Spotify, the Score North app, or anywhere else you find podcasts. If you're tight on time today and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. And Astros pitching staff does not have a left-hander on its active roster. That's a tough play for Peacock. And safe at first, ball gets away, and the runners will advance to second and third. And now they're going to call the runner out for being inside the line and in the way of the throw. And we're going to get an argument now as Dave Martinez is furious. This is between innings. And Dave Martinez went out, and then this escalated where Chip Hale had to hold his manager back. Davey Martinez has been through a heart procedure the second half of the season. They're trying to get him to take it easy. Then he's thrown out a ball game. Man, all right, Mackie and Judd with Rami. Score North, Score North app. Game 7 of the World Series right here on Score North on AM 1500. In an hour and a half, the pregame starts. Jason Stark from The Athletic and MLB Network, brought to us by Dale Tondrick's Retirement Playbook, heard at 10 a.m. on Saturdays on Score North. He is uh, in attendance at Game 7. And if Chip Hale had not been out on the field last night, do we witness a homicide in Game 6, Jason Stark? <laughs> I don't know about a homicide. Definitely a sack. <laughs> uh, it, would have, it would have been second and 37 for, uh, yeah. for that umpire crew. So, okay, was your interpretation... Was your interpretation that it's a bad rule or that the rule was misinterpreted or both? Uh, well, I, I think a little of both. First off, it's the stupidest rule in sports. It's stupid. <laughs> all, the, all the evidence of that that you need is just watch Trey Turner's journey from the time the ball leaves his bat to the back. He swing uh, takes him a little bit out there into fair territory. And then, does he have time to zigzag his way up the line so he's not getting in the way of the throw, not getting in the way of the career? Hell no. He's, there's this base over there that he's got to touch, and he's got to get there as fast as he can, and he just runs straight to the base. Uh, there's absolutely no devious intent on his part, and a rule that punishes that is dumb. So I would start with that. The other thing is, um, this is a rarely called rule, and I think the optics of Guriel's glove coming off was what caused the call to be made the way it was. But I'll go back to this: there was no intent. He was he was not attempting to do anything devious. And if you're going to overturn that play in that moment. There's got to be a guy who's out to interfere on purpose, not a guy just trying to get to that base as fast as he can get there. You guys disagree? Uh, no, not no. And so, as far <laughs> as far as World Series games that you have covered, to Jason Stark, 
Where does this one fall? Maybe not for greatest, but just as far as goofiest. I mean, your your story t- today is great, and your point at at the end, which is while all hell is breaking loose and they're reviewing things that they can't re- review and blah blah blah. <laughs> Max Scherzer, who three three days ago was basically dead, they thought is warming up in the bullpen. Where does this rank as far as just goofy, bizarre, but as a baseball fan, sort of fun games? Yeah, it's in really a category unto itself, I think, just because look, we have crazy games. They're usually crazy because it goes back and forth. Or, you know, there's the stuff that happens that the players do that makes it crazy. This was just, this was a game that got swallowed alive by a call. Right? But there was so much theater that went with it that that's what really got it nuts. I, you know, like, I, game six of the World Series, I am locked in. I am locked in on every pitch, everything that happens. And when that madness erupted, I couldn't think. I couldn't focus. I couldn't concentrate. I was just trying to take it all in. And in the middle of it, Max Scherzer sewed in the pulpit. <laughs> was madness. My, my head hurt. It did. Talking with Jason Stark of MLB Network and The Athletic here on Mackie and Judd with Rami. Martinez getting ejected in between innings, and I, I saw a lot of people going, "Why? what's the point of him getting ejected at that point? You hit the home run, innings over, the moment's passed. And then I saw your account of what happened last night, and Gary Cedarstrom saying to Davey Martinez in between innings, control your dugout, which is apparently what set Davey Martinez off. I always say if 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 a player or a manager is berating an umpire on the field and showing them up, you got to eject them. In that case, I think the umpire just has to swallow that, doesn't he, Jason? Absolutely. Absolutely. You cannot have an umpire instigating that. This is the World Series. It's the seventh inning of Game 6 of the World Series. That's completely uncalled for. It got nuts. Davey Martinez got superheated. His dugout was fired up. And they were fired up over the call. Then they were fired up over the home. Uh, There's incredible emotion wrapped up in these moments because the journey started a long time ago. You know, opening day was seven months ago now. Think how long ago spring training was. And it all led to that moment. And the umpires have to understand that. Uh, Sam Holbrook injected himself in the game, and Gary Cedarson injected himself in the emotion of the moment. And that's what led to the first ejection ever of a manager in a World Series game that his team won. Wow, that's amazing. Jason Stark with us here from The Athletic and MLB Network. And just to, to go off of your point there, it's not as mu- I don't get mad as much when umpires make the wrong call because... Guess what? Being a major league umpire is really, really hard. There's just a lot of things happening, and pitches are flying in at 97 miles an hour, and guys are running fast. It's when they double down with defiance and ego. That's what gets me. I think there just has to be a level of acceptance that you're not always going to be right, and I think you have to be a little bit more stoic in some of those moments and just be willing. You have to be willing to to absorb people's frustrations around you and and admit that you're not perfect. Uh, you, you want to be my press secretary because I would I love to be. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a very high-paying gig, by the way. <laughs> but, uh, 
that, that really sums up my feelings about umpiring and officiating, you know, to the, to the absolute letter of what you said. Um, don't, like the rules are, don't interject yourself so that people say, oh, look, Joe West is on fire tonight, or Sam Holbrook is on fire tonight. <laughs> don't do that. Uh, don't try to decide who wins or loses. Let the players do that. And then when you make a call and people react to that call, be, why? Because it matters to them. <laughs> don't then take offense to the fact that they get emotional. Um, that just can't happen. And, like, I think that about every sport. I think that about every level. I've watched my kids play sports. I watch my wife coach sports. And that's when I get steamed up is when those moments happen. And Phil, that it first. Exactly. Well, where now, in your mind, does Steven Strasburg rank Jason Stark among big game pitchers after what we've seen from him during this postseason? Um, I've been wrestling with this all day. The, the, the best pitcher in this postseason, is it him or is it Garrett Cole? Uh, Garrett Cole has lost. Steven Strasburg hasn't lost. He's the only starting pitcher ever to go 5-0 and in a single postseason. And so he gets a lot of points for that. I would still take Cole over him, but it is close. I mean, I, I remember going to the first game that Steven ever pitched and thinking, oh, my God, everybody was right. <laughs> you know, whatever I'm going to do the next time, I was thinking about doing the next time he pitches, I'm not going to do that thing. I'm going to watch him pitch. And then there was a lot of crazy frustration along the way. But he has now grown up, toughened up, matured into that guy. And he's a monster. He's an October monster. And he's the last guy the Astros wanted to face last night. Do you think he opts out of the four years, $100 million he has uh, in his contract after this year? Who's his agent? <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's a Scott Boris guy. Scott put the opt-out in there for a reason. I'm going to say... Yeah, he opts out, but he also returns to Washington. I don't think he has any interest in leaving. I just think he has interest in uh, jumping up a little bit more cash in the checking account. Yeah. So, Jason, one more thing here, and then we'll get to uh, trivia. I saw a nugget, and I didn't didn't read the full context, but I saw something about Rob Manfred put out some kind of a memo or a statement saying he really hopes and he's encouraging more activity at the winter meetings in early to mid-December because we've just gone... Two or three years now, and guys wait until sometimes June to sign contracts. Do you think we're going to have more activity earlier in the off season, or will it be the same old as we've seen the last few years? You know, I haven't taken the temperature of a lot of teams or a lot of agents, but I would say that the agents and executives that I have discussed this with think we're looking at more of the same. And what's the over-under on when Garrett Cole and Anthony Rendon sign? March 3rd, February 18th. Mm. I bet it's somewhere in there. Uh, I hope I hope I'm wrong. Like the winter meetings should really be the NFL draft. It should be three or four days of craziness. And what's my team doing today? And it's the opposite of that. I don't think I don't know how you get to the NFL draft comparison unless you impose some kind of deadline on transactions, signings, trades, free agents, 
you have to force something to happen in that period or it won't. Yeah. The, the clubs are way too content now to just wait, team, wait agents out, wait players out, and get, you know, do their business for 50 cents on the dollar. I don't blame them. It's smart. It's smart business, but it's not good for the sport because it doesn't promote the sport. Yeah. Uh, so we're a little bit nervous here, and it's more me that should be nervous because I uh, brought Judd this upon Judd and I us. want you to know, Jason, that that stunt that was pulled last week on you unfairly, really, really unfairly, that was all Phil Mackie. Without our knowledge. Without our knowledge, without Sorry. telling us he was going to do it beforehand. True. That was Phil. So whatever revenge you have in store for us today, just know it's Phil who you have beef wow. with, Jason Stark. Yeah. So, uh, Bill, they, they just totally gave you up, man. I know, and they're 100% correct. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So unleash okay, hell, fire, and brimstone on us right now. I, I, I do not think this is an impossible question. I just want you to know my philosophy of trivia is it should be just easy enough that you think you're going to get it and just hard enough that you probably won't. Yeah. Okay. That your, your philosophy of trivia was let's see what – how embarrassing. <laughs> oh, this is going to be bad. What do you mean? This is going to be bad. You got the Yogi Berra one right right out of the gate. Yeah. yeah. All right. What do you got? got? That one. Yeah, other than that. All right. Here's the, here's the deal. You know, just watching this World Series and thinking about the, the World Series legacy of some of these players. Here's a, here's a nice, simple question for you guys. Three twins have had at least 10 hits in their careers in the World Series while playing for the Twins. You can get this, don't you think? So in, in a twins uniform, three twins who had ten or more in hits uniform. in the world in the Kirby, World Series. Kirby. Let's think against you, Kirby. Kirby's, Kirby's one, one of them. Kirby's, Kirby's got to be one. one. Let's think of guys who played in both '87 and '91. Yeah. Kent Herbeck played, Herbeck played in both. Played in both. Well, on Kent Herbeck, I think we should. I think we should lock in Kent Herbeck as an answer. Okay, let's lock in Kent Herbeck. I'm gonna be honest. I forgot one of the answers. No, <laughs> and it wasn't on that, so I don't know. To be honest with you. <laughs> it was one of those last minute things. You want me to provide the, is Ken Herbeck correct, Ken Jason? Herbeck? Uh, oh, really? Ken Herbeck. Only eight. Only eight of them. Wow. Let's. And, I, I uh, say take his I, number off the take his number Gladdy? off the upper deck wall. Gladdy. Wrench <laughs> played in both. I mean, Gladdy was Gladdy would have had a lot of at bats. He was a leadoff hitter. Gagney? All right. Gagney. Gagney's a good one because he played in both. Let's go, Greg Gagne. Greg, Greg Gagne. Oh, John, that was on you my list. Sorry. Two answers or one answer? I got, I got two of them. I don't. They haven't said the other one yet. All right, Greg, Greg, Greg Gagne is in fact correct. Oh, there we go. Puck Gagne. So, wait, 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 hold on. This is all. This all feels wrong. We are hereby playing this question under protest. <laughs> Get control, get control of your staff, Stark. And we're going to take four and a half minutes to figure this out, all right? Yeah, <laughs> the show is going to be silent for four minutes. Did you guess Dan Gladden? Well, I don't know. We threw out Dan Gladden. We threw out Dan Gladden. Now we're going to lock in Dan Gladden. Dan Gladden, leadoff hitter on those teams. Yeah! There we go. Yeah, he, he did. That does not mean you got the question right because Ken Herbeck no, you're right. got in the way of that. Mm. I'm, I'm shocked that it was not tougher, though. I think you're a man of high standards. I think next season we need to take like a family feud approach to Jason's trivia where we get three strikes. Yeah. 
I agree with I that. I think we should get three strikes. When it's, a, when it's a multiple person answer. Except without the, like, Jason creepily trying to kiss us like that old hose from the 70s. Richard Dawson, man? Yeah, yeah, Richard Richard Dawson. Don't, he's not creepy. Start tell these guys about Richard Dawson. Come on. Uh, I, I have no idea how creepy Richard Dawson may have been. He just had to- he was right off the game show host assembly line, though, wasn't he? He was. Oh, he was great. <laughs> him and Wink Martindale. Like, there's got to be like a factory. Yeah, there's got to be a factory for people like him. They just, they, you just open the door and here they come. What, what, what game do you need me to coast? That was $10,000 pyramid. I'm in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that is Jason Stark from The Athletic and MLB Network. And, uh, again, you can hear Game 7 of the World yeah, Series tonight on Score North. So, all right, Jason, enjoy Game 7 tonight. Appreciate it, guys. Had a lot of fun today and all year. Thanks for everything. It's been awesome, Thank you. and Thank you, uh, we'll ho- hopefully do it again next year, all right? That'd be cool. All right, Sounds man. Good. Jason Stark from uh, the Athletic Enemy Network. Just awesome. It's been so much fun having him on the show again this year. Oh, he's been fantastic. He's been great. For, he's been on for like three years, and this was probably the most fun we've had with him because the Twins were good. and so Yeah, because <laughs> we actually had something positive to talk about. Exactly. So, all right, uh, I know we already did a wild minute yesterday, but... We have an emergency wild minute on the schedule. An emergency wild minute. Yeah. I'm going to bring calm, though. Oh. It's very unzolgadian. So we'll do that. We also, Andrew, you've been on hold for a while. And if if you want to chime in, if you disagree with it, we all think that it's ridiculous that Alex Bregman was forced into apologizing because of unwritten rules. You can't carry your bat to first base or uh, it's a... It's a crime, apparently. And if you disagree, chime in. 651-646-8255. You know... Luther Brookdale Toyota has a couple great specials going on right now. 2019 models, they're trying to uh, move them off the lot so they can make room for 2020s, and that means great deals for you. A lot of great deals for you. How about this 2020 Corolla LE? Brand new model, by the way, that 2019 Corolla. New exterior, uh, some new features on the interior. You can lease one for three years, a 36-month lease for just $179 a month. That's ridiculous. Think about the things that you probably, like, you probably spend more than that on your cable bill, for God's sakes. $179 a month for a brand new 2020 Corolla LE. The 2019s that they've got some great deals on, uh, how about the Highlander? 0% financing for 60 months on a 2019 Highlander or a 2019 RAV4, which is what I'm driving, 1.9% financing for 60 months. Corner of 694 Brooklyn Boulevard. Stop in. Tell them Phil Mackey sent you. You can stop by the website to LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. We are Mackie and Judd with Rami on Score North.